brother is working on the garage, so we're getting um, saw noises every once in a while. Mm, I hear it. You ran 23 miles last week, you crazy mm -hmm. person. Yeah, I'm supposed to do 26. Good night, Alric. Night, Alric. Susan, good night. Sue. Is that okay? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, whatever. Oh. Hey there, Scott. Uh, Scott. You know you haven't done this in a while when you don't remember what you're doing. Now, how in the hell did I just put you on mute? That was funny. I just tried to say, hi, Scott, and it put you on mute. Apparently, whatever button I hit. Put you on mute. That was funny. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Nathan. I didn't even notice. So, what are you playing um, that has minions? Um, it's a, it's like a, the temp, a temple run thing, but it's um from Despicable Me has minions. Mmm. That sounds like fun. You know, it actually really is. <laughs> Instead of coins, you have to get bananas. <laughs> Bananas are apparently you've never seen Despicable Me. I have not seen I know I'm a bad person. I have not seen Despicable Me. Mom and I talked about it the other day. We're like, we should go see this movie. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, um, the first, well, there's there's two of them, two of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Orson and I love the first one. Jesus, and I was just laughing. We quote the thing, and it's so fluffy, and stuff like that. And <laughs> he found he found he found this, and it was free. It's like Temple Run, but it's with minions. Fun. So you're playing? Yeah, so I've been playing. So I took over to reading class, and so while we're in the reading class, I start playing it, and I'm just like, yeah, this is fun! <laughs> Alrighty. I'm waiting for Scott to answer us. Oop, I just got a cold nose on my hip. That was nice. Hi, Alex. There he is. I got, um, this weekend, I got, to, I got to know what it feels like to have a 16-month-old again. I saw you with a baby. <laughs> I figured you stole it from somebody. Yeah, it was my um my cousin's son. Nice. She had to um, well, she, her daughters had a Girl Scout, friend, and he has to stay close by because he has a form of epilepsy, mm -hmm. and he goes if he goes to a seizure, she needs to be nearby. And so since she was in Pittsburgh, um, to see the Little Mermaid with her daughter, she's like, "Hey, do you want a babysit?" I'm like, "That's fine." I'm like, "Okay." I'm just like, she gives him uh, she. He wears cloth diapers. I'm like, you just gotta give me a pressure course on cloth diapers, then. And if he would have gone into a seizure, what I was I supposed to do? And I just looked at him and go, you just don't do that. See, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine. No seizures allowed. We want to avoid yeah. the seizures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He has a really rare form of epilepsy that it's, um that hits children infancy and up to two, and it can be. Sadly, it can be fatal. So, mm. yeah, that's not good. But he's been seizure-free for about two uh, about two months now. So we're like super uber excited about that. Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, 
and he, I mean, he is hysterical. I took him to the park and we went and played in the park for about an hour and a half and started raining a little bit. And then he wanted to go into the creek because all the kids were in the creek. And I said, no, and he threw up mouth as he bit on me. Those kids, you know, they're not used to that word new. No. no. Well, I grabbed him by the arm. Alex, <laughs> Alex when oh, you do that, people freak out. <laughs> Is he chewing the cord or something? No, he's rubbing on the side of the computer next to where the microphone and the stuff is. I see. He did that. I have a new microphone. You sound really good. I was going to say, you sound very clear. <laughs> good. That was the whole point. Of course, I can't type or anything or it's the whole Aaron thing all over again. But, <laughs> but you know. Oh, well. It works. It does. Well, at least the sawing stopped. I'm going to say that, and it'll start back up again. My brother's putting the ceiling in the garden tool room, so I got to help. I got to put one board up while Mom hung up her clothes. So I had to crawl up the ladder and then hold the board while he put four nails in it, and then when he got to me, he handed me the nail gun and said, okay, here you go, and I got to put the last <laughs> nail in. It's very exciting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you do really live an exciting life. Yeah, Ron should not let me around nail guns. It's a dangerous pastime. Did he, like, <laughs> after he handed you the nail gun, did he run the other direction as far as fast as he can? He didn't. He was really good. He just kind of backed up a step and said, okay, here you go. And then he said, mm. I got to find some boards. And he left me and sat there and sat there and sat there. And by the time he came back, he brought mom with him, so they didn't need me anymore. So I went out and pulled more weeds. So. Hmm. I well, I think I live in Seattle right now. Here in Pittsburgh. You would live in Seattle because it's cooler? No, I think I am living in Seattle. Oh, you're getting rain? Oh, yeah. We're getting huge mass of the flash floods. Oh, yeah. That's not fun. Yes. And it's been happening a lot. And last week, it was, I mean, last week was just absolutely hot here. But the week before that, it was just flood after flood after flood. On a flash floods here and there, and yeah, it's been crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's never fun. There's been lots of flooding south of here, but not so much where I am. So, mm -hmm. so we did have a, a fairly massive thunderstorm on Saturday, which is sad because they were doing the um, street performers festival that day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so the poor street performers fun. probably had to close up shop or got soaked or something. I don't know. I was going to go out and see them, and then I checked the weather about 3.30, and it said, thunderstorm warning. So I said, ah, I'm not going out of the house. So. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ah, well. That's not we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't had a good thunderstorm in a while. They told us we might have thunderstorms the other day, but it didn't materialize. Tomorrow's uh, we supposed to be like, 92. Dude. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, we had some good thunder and lightning going on. That was fun. I like a good thunder and lightning show. It can be fun. <laughs> Trisha, you make the funniest sound. Oh, I'm trying to put the lid back on. Uh, but um, I remember I used to live in a um, high rise. I lived on the 17th floor. Mm -hmm. And we had one side of the, the apartment was completely all glass. It was the curtain also. We were on the ceiling to floor. It was it was glass. Um, I would watch the greatest like lightning shows. It was 
in Bend, which is Eastern Oregon, and they have really cool thunderstorms there. And we had a cistern, so the water would come in through the through the pasture, through the cow pasture, which is just scary. And it would go into the cistern, and then we would dump in a cup or so of bleach, and then we'd drink that water, which now as an adult, I think, oh, that was exciting, but as kids, we didn't know any better. But it was, you know, halfway underground. And so from, uh-huh. say, ground level to the peak of the roof was only six feet. And so when we were kids, we would lay, we would crawl up there and lay along the peak and watch the thunderstorms come at us. Because you could see them from really far away and it wouldn't start raining until it got closer. So you could just lay there and watch the storm come in. That was so cool. Huh. Yeah, that would be fun. Huh. So this is a shorty. It shouldn't be a hard one. It's a good one, though. It is. It's really, like it. it's just, a, you know, it cute. it's touching. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at the end when she, because I, did, I didn't hear that at the end, mm-hmm. when she talked about what Roland said. I'm like, man, I kind of, I really liked it. I like her version better. Mm-hmm. Mm. My keyboard is so dirty. I need to sit down and clean it. Too much weeding and playing on the computer at the same time. It's very bad. <laughs> I don't know how you could do that. Okay. I wash my hands. I really do. But I swear the mud just sticks to me. I came in. We had to water before I could weed today because it's just rock solid hard. So I got yeah, soaked. Up the soil. Yeah. I got soaked sitting down there trying to pull the weeds before I came in. So I had to take off my jeans and put on shorts. And then um, I went into the kitchen and, and went to the sink and washed my hands. I went to dry my hands, and I had washed my hands. And as I lifted up my arm, from wrist to elbow was just solid mud. So I had to go back and do it a second time. <laughs> so, and now I'm all broken out and, and dotted because I was in the dirt. Uh-huh. It's very bad being allergic to dirt and being a farmer. It just is not a good thing. I don't think it works very well, does it? No, it doesn't. So, think you should, yeah, maybe you need a new profession, too. Yeah, one of these days. Uh, just one watering. Thank you. I like the uh, the going out and picking food. That's kind of fun. Uh-huh. We picked our first green pepper the other day. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make anything but, uh, stuffed peppers. Ooh, stuffed peppers sounds good. We did chicken shish kebabs on the barbecue last night. With pineapple and peppers and squash and... I did. I did that last week. I had. Well, I had a roast. I had a roasted. I didn't have any. I don't have control anymore. <laughs> I needed to get a new one. You need to get a new barbecue. Um. Yeah. Mine kind of broke. Oh, that's no good. So I've been baking a lot. Baking is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed getting the cherries and things. Well. Um... I was there soon, and now they're showing up all over the place here, but it's not quite the same. No. Just in the stores. I went to but do it... the plums last night, and half of them were moldy, so I had to throw them out. Oh, oh well, that's too bad. Gave them to the chickens. They don't mind. Yes. Oh, they probably love it. We have a chicken right now. She is uh-huh. so funny. She, she either thinks she's a dog or a person. She gets out <laughs> every day. It's one of the chicks. She gets out every day. And she just follows mom and I around and drinks out of the dog bowl 
and just to, <gasps> just hangs out and is just having a grand old time. So we're going to have to name her. We're thinking about Miss Houdini because she's mm-hmm. the only one that can get out of the chicken coop. And we're not quite sure how it's happening. But, you know, we catch her and put her back and she's right back out. She's a tricky little thing. So. Yeah. Oh, I just got my socks off. That's so nice. <laughs> I had to turn my fan off. I love it when mom goes down underneath me and slams the door because then my apartment shakes like I'm having an earthquake. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's always exciting. So. Oh, I should... Oh, I have... I got great running. I have a great running story for you. Oh, okay, tell us a great running story. Well, I go out with my girl. I go out with my girlfriend, so we're going running. And first, I mean, we only see very, very interesting things in the city of Pittsburgh all the time. So we're, we're out and about. Oh, hold on, my brain is And so we're running down the path, and there's this guy, this really cute. Not even a really big guy, but he has this huge beard. He's coming by. We're like, huh, dynasty up there. You're what like, what? Oh, wait, I can barely hear you. There was this um, guy who had this big, huge beard. It was like down, like almost to his belly. Okay. Okay. And so we were like, dynasty, Uncle Fly. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't Chase. He wasn't Uncle Fly. He wasn't Willie. But we're like a long lost brother. So we, we just got a giggle for ourselves. And then we pass this guy who's sleeping on a bench. And it's not like a typical homeless guy. He has this really nice, like, leather suitcase right beside him. And he has the shoes off and he's sleeping on the bench. We're like, okay, that's just interesting. <laughs> so we're still going down the path about, about a mile or so. And you see this guy in, in like a flip flops and just like a, like a muscle shirt. And we're, we all kind of go, oh, he's pretty fit. We get a little closer, like we're looking at him. He looks like an old bloomba because he's orange. <laughs> and we're like, what the hell is going on? So we went into to where, um, it's called Station Square, and we went to the bathroom, came back, uh, came back out, start running. Well, we come out, and there's this muscle bob woman, and she's bright orange too. And I'm just, and she's like in this tiny little spandex, and she's and she's running around with very sweet fake boobs. And we were all just, the girls and I were just kind of like thinking, we're like, what the hell? I, I looked at them, I'm like, am I being in Columbia Convention? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, because everybody's great orange. And so, so we're, so we get back on the path and we go down, and there's, we see this, we see this big um, bush, and we see this guy on the ground taking a picture of the bush. Well, we get past the bush, he wasn't taking a picture of the bush. And there was another Oompa Loompa there in a very, very, very small Speedo. Bright turquoise blue Speedo. Oh, turquoise blue and orange, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My girlfriends turn around, they go, huh? Like this, and they just busted out laughing. And we just, I'm like, come on, go through. Then, like, then I'm like, it starts dawning on me. I'm like, it's a weightlifting convention going on. But why would um, they all be orange? It's a bodybuilder thing. From what I understand, have you ever seen people who do the fake tan? Yeah. The spray tan? They end up being orange. Yeah, I knew that. More than, any, more than anything. That's what, that's what, they had all the fake tan stuff. 
and they all looked orange in the in the regular sunlight. <laughs> I call I call I call Christian, um, the guy that I date. He used to do he used to do um, body shows and stuff like that because he was into bodybuilding and stuff. He goes, I <laughs> tell him he starts laughing. He goes, yeah, and he goes, it must have been a um, a weightlifting convention, a weightlifting convention, a bodybuilding show. He goes, yeah, I sprayed a. He goes, I sprayed as many self tanners on people. I I'm like, and I looked at him, I'm like, please tell me you were never orange. He goes, I will never tell you. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which means that he was orange. Yeah, he was orange. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So we go, so we get to the other side of the city, and. We saw there was a race going on. We're like, oh, we're running out of water. We're like, we'll go to the when we get to the race, uh, we'll get, we'll like, we'll sneak into the race at the tail end and get to the water station so we can fill up. And but the, at one point, there's this waterfall that's in Pittsburgh that it's chlorinated, so people can go in there and swim. So we're like, we did some of our rides that we can just because it was really hot and humid. And so we did, we're tipping our rags, and I look up, and there's this guy sitting in the middle of the of the, of the fountain thing, and he's shaving. <laughs> I just, I, I look at my girlfriend, I go, he's shaving. They're like, no, he's not. I'm like, he's shaving. And you see these little kids playing in the fountain, and I'm like, they got, they got just his hair. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> we're like all freaked out. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, and people yeah. say then, Portland's weird. Yeah. That's yeah, I think he was a homeless guy. I think he was more of a homeless guy or something mm. like that. <laughs> I mean, we always end up, weird things happen to us when we run downtown. And I'm like, I think our like, But they're like, they're so in and they're entertaining. I go, I know, but I go, weird things happen to us. <laughs> I would stop running downtown if I were you, but that's just me. Okay. You know, scary people out there. So I have to laugh because I have Twitter up, and the tweet is So Kate Middleton had a baby boy as the seventh month dies. Please don't let this start another wizarding war. <laughs> okay. Mm. Twitch was posting about how it's on the full moon and it's the, the Doctor Who people are being proven right. <laughs> i tell you what, if you haven't watched the Will Wheaton's crew bowling against the Doctor Who crew, you have to go watch that. It's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I'll have to. I saw it at work today, but I figured that was probably not what I should be doing at work. No, so. probably not at work. <laughs> I keep seeing this thing on Facebook. It's um, George Washington and the troops, and, and it says we fought for independence, so we wouldn't have to care about about the royal baby. <laughs> <laughs> I find that funny. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot going on about that this morning and today. I didn't even know about that, and we're technically still a colony. <laughs> oh, you weren't on Facebook enough. I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> First thing I saw when I got on Facebook this morning, somebody wrote that she was in labor, and then when I came in for lunch at 3 o'clock, all I saw was boy. I said, oh, she must have had a boy. And then I, as, the, as I scrolled through my Facebook account, I found several people that had posted about it. But and there you go. You know, I, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that it's a healthy baby and that they're both fine, but I really don't care. 
I am. Yeah. I don't care. But the thing is, sometimes I kind of like it. It's it's not mind numbing, but the thing is, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of nice to hear something nice, not mm-hmm. just destruction or people hurting each other and stuff like that. I'm like, a oh, baby was born. You know what? It's kind of it's a nice little change. A baby's born and an actor dies. Not an actor dies. He's kind of a bit actor. I mean, I recognized him, but I. You know, not somebody that I would say, oh, yeah, like Brad Pitt or something like you would recognize right off the top. Dennis Farina. Mm, nope, no, not ring a bell. You'll recognize him and you'll go, oh, yeah, I've seen him. Oh, yeah, Law and Order. Yeah. Um, He's got a lot of mobster movies. Lobster movies? Mobster. Mobster, thank you. I was trying to figure out how, how he did lobster movies and was confused. <laughs> mobster. He was in, oh, he was in Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> That's the same thing I just saw. <laughs> Get shorty. Okay, yeah. I guess he was what you'd call a character actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah, he was very much a... One of the ones you go, oh, that guy. But mm-hmm. you don't really remember them otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as I saw his picture, I was like, oh, I recognize him. But I wouldn't have been able to tell you what he was in. Okay, we've discussed running and babies and death. And pulling weeds. Scott, have you done anything exciting? Besides well, I got a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a headset. It's a desktop microphone. It's a desktop microphone. Yeah. Hey, it sounds very good. It's supposed to be. That's what it's for. So. Cool. It's a, it's a $100 microphone that I got for cheaper than that. So, yeah. That's always exciting. <laughs> hey, that's, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else have I done apart from that? I had frozen yogurt today. That was fun. Mm. That sounds fun. Was it one of the the ones that you serve yourself and you have to pay by the ounce and then you realize you put way too much crap on it? And it's like a five-dollar um, Sunday. It's the kind that I got in a carton from the grocery store. So I did serve myself, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I decided to try the frozen yogurt this time instead of ice cream because I ran out of the last ice cream thing that I had. So Mm -hmm. a few days ago, I guess um, probably Friday, I don't know, something like that is when I got it. I've been wearing my glasses more because um, also on Friday, for some reason, my right eye was feeling the strain from something or other. So I thought I'd try actually wearing my glasses and see if that did anything. That's good. So far, it's been fine, but I don't know if it's because I'm doing that or because I got sleep or what. <laughs> it could be a little bit of both. Sleep is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was largely what I did on my weekend. Uh, and, you know, a few other things. Worked on a couple projects and went to church and stuff like that. I pulled weeds. Mm. I don't have any weeds because I don't have a yard, so it works out well that way. You can come and pull weeds anytime you want stuff. <laughs> I'm sure I could. There are no shortage. How about look not and say I did. Poor Scott, he got he came and and he didn't even get all the good food that most people usually get because we we were at the convention the whole time. So mm-hmm. we did get raspberries though. We did have raspberries. I picked blackberries uh-huh. yesterday. Mm, nice. to, to go I'm just with. coming for the food this time. All right, you come. Come mm-hmm. next summer. That's when Ryan's coming. We'll have a party. Oh, my goodness. That'd be crazy. It would be crazy. Danielle coming with them? It'd be fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, after the whole fiasco thing with her picture yesterday, I hope so. He posted. Okay. I didn't hear about that. He posted a picture uh, of Danielle. Okay. As they were leaving from somewhere with some furniture, and the picture. Oh. And Facebook decided that the picture was of me. So everybody that looked at the picture, it prompted them to tell to post it as me. And okay. I said, "Oh no, huh. don't you be starting this rumor that you know Ryan's hanging out with me." Because Danielle might see it. And then Danielle laughed and said, hey, I just looked at the picture and it's telling me it's Sue, too. And said, well, at that point, somebody's got to mark it as Sue. So now there's a picture of Danielle on my timeline that says it's me. It's weird. I know. I think Facebook was having a little bit of a heart attack or a stroke. And it just didn't know what it was doing. You've just been associated in things with Ryan recently. Both posting on the Poopa group or something. I figured you must be there. I don't know. It's so funny because I mean, it usually it looks at it compares your picture with other people and it's like, oh yeah, this looks like you. But I don't look anything like Danielle. We have very different faces, very different hair colors. So I don't know why it decided it was me, but it did. So that was fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Okay, we've we've yacked for almost 30 minutes. That should be good because this is going to be a 20-minute podcast otherwise. <laughs> so we will give this a start. Then Trisha can go to bed early. Hey! Yay! Yeah, I'm going to work on them. You know us, too. We have no trouble making things take longer than they ought to. I know. I know. But on my text reader, it was only like 17 minutes. The plan yeah, I was to go out. I had 30 minutes to weed, and the plan was to go out and listen to 17 minutes of this, and then I would know I was close to, you know, being done, and I should come in and get ready for the podcast. And it, I puttered around and did other things and ran out of this, so I, I didn't have my timer quite figured out. But I, I came in on time, so I did all right. That's pretty good. Yeah. For Friday, July 11th, this is episode 190 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey Ron, the next time you're... Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's like start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? Am I nice surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my Alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Potterfic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. 
water fake weekly where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, a family of podcasts. Oh, wait, let's do this differently. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of a family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. And I am Trisha. And today we are reading a story called On Morphing Mischief and Memory by Obi-Wan. And it is. Funny. I was so excited about hearing this person's name. <laughs> Do you like Obi Wan? Obi Wan, like the instrument. Obi Wan. Oh, I was thinking Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's how it's I close. Too. That's that's what they're they're doing a play on that. But I bet they're a Star Wars fan who plays the oboe or something. Could be. Um, or they could be like me. This is Han Obi Wan. That's possible too. <laughs> uh, could be. And it also has a subtitle of. Mischief Inherited, because apparently they got lots of good title suggestions from a friend and couldn't just pick one. So, <laughs> And it starts off with a student um, on his first night at school, and we find out in the second sentence the Teddy, mm-hmm. because he's there, he's at Hogwarts, and he can't sleep. Nope. And he really wants to get up and do something in the common room, but he doesn't want to answer any questions about why he's getting up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he goes back to thinking about um, the train and the boats and the feast because pretty much all day everyone's been asking him, how did you get your hair that color and things like that? Because, of course, mm-hmm. he's got it spiky and turquoise. And, of course uh, he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least his skin color's not orange, so we're good. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, if he, if he turns it green and his skin color turns orange, he's an impulimpa. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, Ron did call the first year's midget, so, you know. I like that Graham suggested that he should have some nice, normal brown hair for school, but he liked it blue. And he didn't just want to fit in. He wanted to be himself. So it was blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and he tried to, to explain that, and she responded by hugging him, which mm-hmm. he doesn't quite get. It's just one of those things she does sometimes. <laughs> she gets a little... <gasps> it's probably making her think of Tom's or her husband and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But everybody on the train kept asking him, about it, and then he had to explain what a metamorphosis was, and he was tired of it because it was fun at first because everybody was like in awe as he changed his hair and the length of the hair, and they all crowded in. But after a while, he got tired of it. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of on show. He wasn't fond of that, but fortunately, once everybody got to see it for a little bit, he they sort of wandered off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's really excited because his godfather showed up and gave him a package before he got on the train. And unexpectedly, George Weasley showed up as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't quite understand why, but we know why. In a little bit, we figure it out. Because mm-hmm. um, Harry comes to sort of take him away for a bit, and um, Andromeda figures she's he's just going to go share some last-minute advice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And George was there, 
who is waiting in this corner that they head over to, and he calls him Ted, which uh, Teddy quite likes because, you know, it's a more dignified nickname. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry, don't we all get to have nicknames? Like when we were little, we wish people would stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when you're older now, yeah. Like I have an old babysitter called me Trishy still. I hate that. Yeah, my grandparents still call me Susie. Well, the yeah. thing is, that's your grandparents. That's kind of a little bit, little bit better. But this is this is a babysitter. <laughs> and my old babysitter, I'm like, please don't call me Trishy again. At least it is something uh, related to your actual name. Um, yeah. I get randomly called Chris by. Um, unrelated people for you no know, discernible reason. Uh, apparently, I look like a Chris. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of. I do. I do have an aunt that calls me Teresa. <laughs> well, Teresa's a she nice all, name. Yeah, it is a very nice name. Amy, she's called it. She has called me Teresa pretty much as long as I've known her. As long as I can remember, she's always called me Teresa. Nobody, I decided not to. Nobody ever. I never told her your real name apparently apparently not i mean i would get i get i get stacy a lot <laughs> maybe because from your put, last name yeah they put my first name and my last name together mm-hmm. and yeah so i get that quite a bit yeah that's horrible stacy stacy anyway <laughs> Sorry. george is apparently one of the cool grown-ups <laughs> who, um, <laughs> teddy doesn't get nicknames from he's he's fond of that and um Harry says he has something for him. Yeah. He's using the tone. The tone. That, that means he's going to get something connected to his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love these things that he's gotten. You know, he he knows that when people use this tone that they're going to have something from his parents, which is kind of weird but cool, too. And it's, you know, he doesn't not want them. He's greedy for them, but it's just weird. And he's gotten photos of his parents at school. Or in the Order of the Phoenix, and clippings from the Prophet about his mom's achievements as an Auror, and recordings of his dad's reports on Potter Watch from during the war. And I love this one. And Hermione yeah. even presented him with a series of essays she'd written for his dad when he was at Hogwarts, all painstakingly graded with insightful comments in the margins in his father's familiar, careful handwriting. It's so, Herm- it's so Hermione, but the thing is that it's probably one of the most wonderful gifts you could probably get. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things I'm like, I love that she put or he or she put that put that in there because I mean it's it's just a nice little tidbit and it's very Hermione and it's something mm-hmm. you might not even think of. You can just imagine that she would keep all of her old essays, and Remus seems like the kind of teacher who would have all the um, useful comments and things in there as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it does make sense. Very and he gets the firebolt bottle, firebolt model. Yeah, too. Oh, uh, yeah. That he had gotten. I don't remember that, but okay. And Harry's. It's just at the end of the paragraph there. Uh, yeah. No, I don't but, remember that happening in canon, I should say. No, uh, this this is from. What, I, firebolt? I don't know model. if. I don't know. Do we get a list of Harry's Christmas presents that year? Is it? It's apparently. Um, something that Tonks gave to him the year they met, mm-hmm. which would yeah. have been Order of the Phoenix. Do Christmas. Yeah, we do. We do Christmas with the Order of the Phoenix because that's when um, Mr. Reasley got hurt. But the thing is, the only reason why I remembered it because it's in shades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and the 
Amber Shades, and she's like, oh, I'm going to get, get the fireball for Harry because he lost the fireball that year. Okay. See, fanfic is useful for something. Yeah. <laughs> Helps us remember the canon. Yeah, that's always and good. Not, it's not <laughs> so Harry... Of course, then there's the times where we remember the fanfic instead of the canon, and it gets slightly awkward. But Yeah, we but... do that uh -huh. too. I do that constantly. <laughs> like, what do you mean that didn't happen? Yes, it did. <laughs> I remember it. No, you remember it in this fic. Oh, that's right. And then when you get the fix mixed up, then you're just in deep trouble. Oh. Mm -hmm. We do that a lot. So Harry pulls out this envelope, and he says it's, it's something of his dad's. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, sort of, he says. And yeah. we reckon it ought to be used. And George is grinning. And this is, um, I figured it out just before this sentence what it was going to be. Because um, he explains that he remembers passing it on to Harry when he was a third year. And, uh... Mm -hmm. But Ted is much cooler than Harry ever was, so he should get it now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you just see him standing a little taller. And mm -hmm. Harry says, you know, it's very important that you only open this when you're by yourself. You'll understand once you figure it out. I was going to tell you how it works, but George says that would be cheating. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of made me feel very um, George and Fredish right mm -hmm. here because it's kind of like he's interrupting Harry to finish the sentence. So it's, it's, it just, it got me a little bit calm. Almost get Harry. Yes, and Harry points out that uh, they told him how to use it, but um, that was. They were being a little more immediate in him wanting to use it right then, for one thing. And what George says here is, uh, well, you know, Ted's just sharper than you were. Yeah. <laughs> He'll figure yeah. it out. Well, Harry, you know what? Yeah, Harry's a little sick sometimes. <laughs> and I love Harry. Now, don't let those Ravenclaws get their hairs, hands on you. <laughs> and Harry, and Teddy grins, and he's thinking, I don't care if I'm a Gryffindor or a Hufflepuff. I'm not picky. Just one of those two. Mm -hmm. He can feel this this package, and it's like, it's too small for a book, but it feels like paper. If he wants to know what it is, Harry's going to say something. But um, um, I don't know. Did we find out in the epilogue? I think he might be a Gryffindor, but I could be making that up. Um, what? Do we find what out what Teddy? house Teddy is in? Uh, it's not in this fic, I don't think. But well, we find out uh, what house he's in in this fic. Yeah. Oh, do we? Yeah, okay. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Yay, he's a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I've, I've, I can't I've remember if that's in Canada. It might be. It's been either one. I don't know about Canada. I'm going to look mm -hmm. it up and see if I can find it. <laughs> going to do the same. Yeah, I could go find my book, but it's in the other room. Let's see what happens here. Um, Teddy Lupin was a great wizard. Uh, it says he was a Hufflepuff. Oh, there you go. Yep, that's good. 
course, now I just Googled that, so who knows if Google's correct, but we're going to go with Hufflepuff on this. We can always confirm it later. That's true. Yeah, so Harry's going to explain a little bit more. He's going to say something, and George interrupts him again and says, no more hints. Mm -hmm. And if you really can't figure it out, Owl and will tell you, but I'll be very disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, George walks off, and uh, Harry, he and Harry have a bit more of a conversation because apparently James and Al want him to write to them. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, and he agrees. They're six and they're six and five at this point, and they look up up to him all the time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hero worship Teddy, which you know it'd be pretty cool to have Teddy as a cousin or whatever they're calling him, because he can change his hair and his face, and he'd just be cool to have around. Mm -hmm. I I would want him to read me the story so he, I could just watch him read the story so he can change he can be every single character. Mm -hmm. It'd be yeah. And if he could change his voice with the character, it'd be even awesome. It would be. Yeah. That would be cool. Teddy should be a voice actor. <laughs> Teddy should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he would be a one-man show. Mm -hmm. uh, remind me when we're done, and, and I'll tell you about one of the stories I've been listening to that's really, really well done. <laughs> so Teddy's playing these events in his mind as he's waiting for the rest of the Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, yeah, the Hufflepuff boys to fall asleep. And he's, you know, aware that he's really tired, but he's too excited to actually go to sleep until he figures out what's in the mysterious envelope. And he's mm -hmm. slipped it under his pillow to wait for everybody to go to sleep. And then he's going to grab it and sneak out into the common room. Yeah. So he heads down, takes his wand with him just in case he needs it or something, mm -hmm. and um, pulls out this wad of old blank parchment. Yeah. And... He lays it out on the rug, trying. he doesn't want to rip it or anything, and then he sort of taps it with his wand to see what happens. And this ink comes out, and Mr. Mooney recognizes the use of his wand, Yeah. apparently, which is neat. I wouldn't know that they would actually have that in the map, but hey, there you go. I've seen it in other places where... Yeah, I thought it was just me. ...where it um, recognizes the wand. So I, it, I think it's... It's canon for famine. <laughs> yeah. I would think. I would think. I mean, I think with because the the one chooses the wizard thing. I think it kind of go. It kind of goes with it because it's part of your personality. It's kind of part of like your, your signature, like whatever your signature is, or your thumbprint and stuff like that. Right. Kind of thing. So, and then we have this wonderful banter that goes back and forth. Uh -huh. So Mr. Mooney recognizes the use of his wand and Teddy is like, oh, calm down, calm down. It's okay. You know, because he's like freaking out because all of a sudden his dad's talking to him. He knows it's his dad. He recognizes the handwriting. And Harry had told him that it had sort of belonged to his dad. So, you know, the appearance of his dad's old nickname shouldn't shock him. And uh, he kind of holds And then... Yeah. And continues on with uh, Mr. Prongs, Mr. Padfoot, and Mr. Wormtail have some things to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Except Peter gets interrupted. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Mooney's willing to hear an ex explanation and a defensive plea of the non of non githood. And Teddy <laughs> goes, "It's my wand." And Remus says, "It's mine too. How did you come by it?" And Teddy's voice just dies. He's not sure how he can say that. And then Sirius Padfoot writes and says, who are you? 
Mm-hmm. And, and apparently um, the map can the see bloody, me. Because, yeah. 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 What, the, what the bloody hell is with your hair? <laughs> First he shouldn't steal from their elders, says Wormtail. And Teddy, that gets Teddy going. He's like, I didn't steal anything. It's my wand. And the parchment is from my godfather. The parchment, he says. Much more than parchment. Yeah. And so he finally just says his full name mm-hmm. um, and then adds, my friends call me Teddy. Yeah. And there's a pause. Yeah. And then Mooney writes, uh, wants to know if he's related to Remus John Lupin. And he says, yes. <laughs> and then there's another pause. And Mr. Padfoot says, you better dispense with the damn suspense and tell us who you are already. And Teddy's like, Remus Lupin's my father. And then the parchment explodes and swirls and stars and fire, firework. Like and color ding. Yeah. And yeah. then an interruption of a firm black splotch for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And so he says, you, Looney, are Remus Lupin, my dad. You were bitten by Fringer Greyback and made a werewolf when you were just a kid. And Prongs is James Potter, who um, is married to... Has a crush on Lily Evans. That's it. I had the the Skype thing in front of it. I couldn't see what those words were. And what was funny is... Padfoot says, see, Prongs, everybody does know. (laughs) And Padfoot is Sirius Black, whose favorite relative is his cousin Andromeda. And Wormtail is Peter Pettigrew, he adds lamely because he doesn't have anything nice to say about Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Prongs wants to know what Teddy's mom's name is. And he says Nymphadora <laughs> Tonks. <laughs> There's another ink spot and then they accuse Remus of being a cradle robber. <laughs> <laughs> and Remus doesn't know who they're talking about. Yeah. Which I don't get. He would know. Oh, yeah, I think he's probably in shock here or something like that. Well, she's four. Know, four she's always four. Yeah. So he might not have met her yet. Yeah, maybe. That could Depending be. on what fanfic you read. I'm drawing again on, on a bunch of fanfic that I've read where Teddy was her babysitter and met her when yeah. she was really young and stuff like that. Remus, so, you mean? Yeah, Remus. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a whole different fic where Teddy is his own mom's babysitter. So. Yeah, yeah, that would be very wrong. Well, Back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, they want to know which of them is the godfather. And he thinks to himself, none of you, you're all dead. But he can't say that. Yeah, so he doesn't know what to say. He says it's James's son, Harry. And Prongs wants to know, well, who's Harry's mom? And he says, okay, of course. (laughs) And once again, they have swirls and sparkles in all sorts of different colors. They're celebrating, apparently. (laughs) Fortunately, the um, parchment does not actually explode at any of these times, or there would be no map left. That's true. It would be kind of cool if they would have sent out the parks. Or I, like, squirted out ink. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that would be messy, though. He hasn't learned any cleaning spells yet. That would get him in big trouble. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they hit him right in the eye. Mm-hmm. So they start, they want to know about Wormtail and Padfoot, and Teddy doesn't want to tell them. So he just says, this is weird. And they say, okay, no more questions about our futures. And Teddy's like, yeah. phew. Like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
she's resisting the temptation to tell them about the secret keeper thing because they're all stuck in whenever this is when they're 15 or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah, it wouldn't really apply cool. to them yeah and the thing is why and the thing is if he would tell them kind of things like stuff like that do things i mean do they have them really a true like memory of everything that goes on mm -hmm. well and it would just cause trouble because peter's in the map and there's nowhere for him he to can go. get out so if they know about it then it would just yeah, it would cause all kinds of trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not sure they do have much of a memory, at least in this, um, the way this is done, because if so, they would have, they probably would have thought of Remus passing his wand on, because they've already had um, the twins for however many years and Harry for seven years mm -hmm. using the map. So they should they know that time has passed, but right. yeah. they don't really, that doesn't really register for them. Yeah. It probably is like if it like if anything, it's just like if they have a constant reminder of the constant person that keeps hitting the map and stuff like that, they'll remember. But if there has been, if there's a long period of time, they probably just forget mm -hmm. kind of thing. If you have the constant reminder, they know at least the person who is handling the map. Yeah. Kind of thing. And plus, he, this is the, probably the the first thing. I mean, he hasn't said the secret password to get into the map yet either. Right. And, you know, That's when true. like Snape hit the when Snape hit the map, they started messing with Snape, mm -hmm. saying that he smells and he's enough like gut and everything too. Right. So there's some you know knowledge inside the map because they recognize certain things. They recognize the wand. They recognize Snape. But they don't necessarily recognize the passage of time or who is handling the map at any given time. Right. So it's kind of a fun thing to think about. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then they decide that since he is Mooney's son, they're going to let him in on the secret. And Ted's yeah. like, secret? There's more than just you guys? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. There's Charming lads. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Harry Harry told me it ought to be used, said Teddy slowly, and Prongs is like, wise boy, so it ought. So we need yeah. to be sure of your intentions, though. You have to begin with a vow. You must tap the parchment with your wand and say, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. I need a new shirt of that. Can you, you know, you have to really wonder how the twins figured this out. I mean, if it's something like this, where the map told them how to do it, you could see that. But uh, just the twins messing around and tapping at it. And I imagine that they did tap at it because it would respond to them like it's responding to Teddy and like it responded to Snape. It wouldn't recognize them. But I could see the map figures, you know, talking to them. But to actually come up with the password, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think... I think they would have to kind of like what it is here. Is this, it was probably they're probably it probably a test them see if they were mischievous or if if like where well, Snape is a pontiff ass even though I'm mm -hmm. a level man never done it. He is a pontiff ass. They probably can, but if they got banter, they probably would have just said, "Hey, tap this and say I'm solemn for it, not to no good kind of thing." Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. see how it worked out. Yeah. And I can imagine the twins. Um, saying something close and them just getting corrected or whatever. Yeah. You know, 
it's a little much to actually guess the whole phrase right off the bat, but yeah, yeah, that would be a fun one shot to read. How the twins actually got the map to work? Yeah, that would be. I'm sure there are some somewhere. But, yeah, uh, I have. To find probably. So and then they tell him, you know, mischief managed will wipe the parchment clear, and they say, "Welcome but to the modern can... map." Yeah. But before he can actually say the password, uh, Mooney wants a word. Mm-hmm. And uh, Prong says, now we said no more questions about our futures. But what he wants to know is whether Teddy is also a werewolf. Yeah. And Teddy is able to tell him that he's not. Mm-hmm. So. I can see. That, that, is so, that is so revamped. He's like, okay, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. But if but I that's was... one of the big things he would worry about was... Even in canon, he was worried about whether that would be passed on or not. Because oh, yeah. nobody really knows. You don't have a lot of werewolves going around having children. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like, and I guess even if I was, I, I still be proud that you're my dad. And, yeah. Okay. I just sort of gear it up again. Yeah, I know. I'm sort of Teddy. <laughs> yeah, he has to wipe his. Sleeve his eyes with the sleeve of his pajamas because he doesn't want to get water spot, spots on the parchment. Mm-hmm. And he says, I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Mm-hmm. That's where it ends. Yeah, it's a fun little story. You can, you can definitely imagine something like this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, thought it was inter- I thought it was interesting at the end, Jesus. I recently read a quote from Miss Rowling. Stating that Harry never gave a Marauder's Map to any of the kids. But by the time I had written this, and liked it too much to, to part with it. And I'm like, you know what? I can see in so many ways why Harry wouldn't give the map to the kids. Mm-hmm. Probably the or, the or instinct in him would be like, no, you dare. I mean, like, no, this is, this is just too much to be close, close to my kids. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I think I would have given it to the kids. I would want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such I a legacy. I could see him keeping it as his own souvenir as well, because it's one of the last things he has with his dad and Sirius and Remus connect all connected with it. Mm-hmm. But right. I can also definitely see him passing it on like he does in this. So it works. Yeah, it does. And that's it. Yeah. It's just a Is sweet... this your recommendation, Sue, or where did you find this one? Oh, I don't know. It's one of the ones that I know I put it in there, but I don't remember where it came from. I think I might have just been, well, no, because it's not a live journal one. Somebody must have wrecked it somewhere, and I found it. Possibly it was wrecked on live journal. Every once in a while, when I see something that interests me on live journal, then I'll follow the link, and, and I probably just followed the link and found it and said, you know what, this is perfect, and decided yeah. to put it on. Because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a feel-good one, and it's not overly mushy, and I do have a soft spot for Teddy, so. Right. Oop. I see you found a fic, Trisha's, Trisha. Trisha's yeah, found nice. us a fic. It's yeah, I, it's a little one, but I, have, I haven't it's actually, it. It's actually titled, Fred and George Find the Marauder's Map, so yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to copy this and go put it in the show notes so that we can have it when we record this and then or when I edit this and I can add it to the notes or something. Mm-hmm. And of course it starts with them in detention. Of yeah. course it does. Well, that's how, that's how they found, I mean, I think they even said they found it one time in detention in Pulcher's office. Yeah, they were in Pulcher's office. 
and um, notice a drawer named Confiscated and Highly Dangerous. Well, <laughs> I'd get that one. It's are fun. Fun little story. And it just, you know, it, it it touched me. It made you kind of tear up at the end when Remus wants to know if Teddy's like him and, and stuff. Yeah, just, but it's not... Give him it's a, so good. It's a good feeling. Yeah. And it just gives him a piece of his dad and his family, which is something that he hasn't had. I've been listening to audio fictions, reading the uh, Teddy Lupin a little more time that we did. And so that kind of makes this even more poignant. Very nice. All right. Well, anything else? No, I think that's about it, unless we want to do the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it. Yeah, we probably don't have time to read it. It's short, I but probably won't we don't be have able to. to. I probably won't be able to do next week. Um, I'm going on vacation, so. Okay. Oh, well, enjoy that. Where are you going? Right, yeah. Um, Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. Oh, don't melt. Uh, well, from what it feels like here, I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, Christian's doing some IRS stuff, so I get to go for, for, for the free trip. That works. Oh, yeah. What are you doing with Ulrich? Um, he's going. He's going up to my mom and dad's. Nice. So he gets his own little vacation too. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing, Flurry? My girlfriend's coming over every week and, and taking care of her. Nice. Yeah. So she she not she's not a fan of it at all. No, she'll be she'll be happy, but she's gonna make you pay when you get back. Oh yeah, she always she always makes me pay. Mm-hmm. They do that. Like, how dare you leave me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I guess we should say good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good Thanks night. for joining us. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.